everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 316. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Mako, you sound like you're wired for sound. Huh? You sound like you're just wired for sound, like you drank, you drank some like, extra caffeine or something. No. Okay, just making sure. So, how's everybody tonight? Eh. Wow, such chipper. I know, aren't I? Understandable. I mean, it is Tuesdays after all. Not, not even that, just the ennui of shit in general. Who are you telling? <laughs> Man, listen, I, 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 I feel you right, right away. We are live tonight, week of June 27th, 2017, here on the VOD Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where there is some information about the VOG network on our website, and there is an IRC chat link. If you click on that and you have one of those IRC-compatible chat applications on your computer, it will start up and bring you directly into the chat room. Kind of a simple and easy way. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see what else we got here. Check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, uh, there will be a passphrase somewhere in the episode. When you hear it, head on over to VOGnetwork.com, put in the passphrase, and earn some, um, VOG points as well. Ah, oh, man, we got a lot of news tonight I look through here. Some pretty important stuff, so. Let's go around the room, kick things off with... How was your week? How was your day? And I just realized that when I put together the playlist, I forgot to update the weekend day stuff. So give me one second here. I don't have the right uh, music tracks set up the way I normally do. And leave this up here. And let's see. Is this the right one? Yep, that's the right one. Remove this. Perfect. All right. Um... Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, let's see. Well, <clears throat> I wasn't here uh, last week because I was at the the replay of the Rift Tracks live event, the Summer Shorts Spectacular. Okay, how was that? Pretty funny. But instead of like doing a major film, they did a whole bunch of you know shorter films, and uh, like oh, it, well, one of them felt like old. Um, you know, it's like film strips that like demonstrate like some kind of life skill to them mm-hmm. shit like that like those 50s um like those 50s learning uh film strips and shit like that yeah gotcha and there's one movie at the end called the bags spelled b-a-g-g-s mm-hmm. which i have no idea what the fuck i watched and let's see i got paid today only problem is all but a handful of bucks have already gone to the 
rent for the month. I know that feeling. Yeah. On a while ago, I had bought a, a nice, you know, standing fit, like a tower fan to replace the one in my, the old one in my room that broke. Mm -hmm. And it, it was missing a critical part when I had a, <clears throat> when I pulled it out of the box. I'm like, oh shit. So I contacted them, chatted with them, and it, I had to like take a picture of the, uh, the what was wrong with it because it had like two uh, male ends of a part that goes together instead of one male and female. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, yep. But, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We'll send you out a new one. And it came today. Well, that's good. Yeah, it feels really nice. Awesome. Now we will be able to turn the AC off and uh, get cooled up by this thing. Save on the power bill a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, let's see what else. <clears throat> also, I don't know if I had talked about this, but um, this uh, stream, the streamer on Twitch called a uh, Glorious DJ Penguin had uh, contacted me over Twitter to ask for a. Uh, some of the music that gets played during the our podcast, mm. like in sections like this, I told him about it. I'm like, "Hey, can you send it to me some of it?" I'm like, "Okay." So that's what I did. I sent him a bunch of it, and he was really thrilled. Though mm -hmm. so he said he's also going to end up playing it on his um, live streams, which is really good. Well, finally. <sighs> Maybe if I get more into streaming, I'll end up. You know, pointing my camera at me and just streaming, you know, when we're uh, podcasting and stuff like that. Who knows? Mm, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all shit's been going for me. Gotcha. Okay. Mopko Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, most of my week has consisted of watching Mario Marathon. Wahoo! Yeah. Uh, it's its tradition. I watch as often as I can. Um, at least during the couple of days that they are playing various Mario games. But uh, yeah, it just ended and now I don't know what to do with my life. They're there. They're there. They're there. They're there. Yeah, now I have to wait a whole nother year. There, 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 there. there oh, there, shut there, up. There. It'll be alright. I know it'll be alright. But it's... I don't know, it's weird. It's like going to a convention and seeing people that you haven't seen in a year. Mm, and yeah. having that emotional investment, and then all of a sudden it's gone. See that? I totally do. Uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, just plotting and getting ready for Friday. What's this Friday? Uh, Friday, I'm going with my cousin to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, Midnight Showing, and they're doing Halloween in June, so I get to dress up. Neat. Very. <laughs> So, nice I'm looking forward to that. Enjoy. I will. 
Okay. My week and day has been interesting. Now, I think I mentioned last week or week before last, um, I was running into some system issues. I had to do a fresh wipe of my computer. Well, a couple of those issues came back, and I determined that it was one of the uh, updates because my I'm in the Windows Insiders program, so my main computer, I run the updates on because I don't use my machine enough where whatever these updates will do, it'll, it'll screw me over because I can just wipe my hard drive and do a, drop a fresh copy of Windows in under 20 minutes tops. Gotta love USB 3. So I'm probably going to be playing around with that later tonight after I do all the edits of tonight's show. Um, let's see what else is going on. I had gone out Saturday to run some errands and I got caught in that rain, so thankfully the day got better and I ended up throwing my my um my hoodie in my bag. I totally forgot it was in there. And I took it out earlier today. Yeah, that thing's gotta be in the wash. Ew. Yeah. And also, I just discovered that Buffalo Wild Wings is changing their Wing Tuesdays again. Not the Wing Tuesdays per se, but it's the aspect of their, the amount of wings you get. Ranma. What? Your voice is kind of gravelly. Alright, what about now? Still there. Oh, uh, okay. Um, is it still gravelly? Yeah. Um, hold up for one second. Is it still gravelly? Better. You're, yeah, you're good. Okay, I had I did some other adjustments. Something tells me that the um. This mixer may be, may be on its way out soon, so I have been looking around for a replacement one that's reasonably priced, but I'm going to have to stick with this brand because it's what I'm looking for and it's reasonably priced, so it's lasted me for three years. And what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. I did, now, what I do every year is I put my air conditioner up just for July and August because those two months, I have to pay an extra $50 on my rent because of the electricity from the AC. So what I did Sunday was I decided to install a curtain rod. And I got this idea from what, at my, when I used to live with my ex. When they won't run the air conditioner, they actually threw a sheet up on the doorway and nailed it to keep all that air in. And that's a great idea. So y'all seen my place. So right where it opens up, I actually have a tension rod taped up there going across to the to the wall where I put up like the holders for closet for closet rods I have one of those up there and I tried I got one drilled in I tried to the reason why the, the tension rod is taped is because the piece I had to attach it to I guess it's because of how the wall is or how it's whatever. I can't drill it properly, so I'm gonna have to get a good nail and start nailing it in with a hole, pull it out, and just drill it that way. Which I will probably end up doing tomorrow, you know. Take, take a nice brisk walk over to um, 
Home Depot and see where I can get my hands on. Yeah, I think everybody that doesn't have central air ends up doing that. Yeah. I mean... Because I used to do that in the old place. I mean... All the doors were shut, and then I had the one unit in my bedroom, and then there was the unit in the living room. Right. See, I just never did it up until now, because I realized, you know... The bulk of the air is in the open area of my of my of my apartment, so I'm like, I'm well, just trying to keep it in there. It'll, it'll probably help to keep the, the cost of the AC down, even though mm -hmm. it's going to be about six inches of space between the curtain rod and the ceiling. But I'm not going to try to jury rig anything higher than that. So fuck that. Mm, heat rises. You're fine. Of course. And that's been my weekend day. So, adjust the volume here. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to get down to tonight's news. <coughs> uh, works for me. Awesome. Okay. So, um, we'll be back.
So one thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day is I went to the movies. I saw Transformers 5 the last night, and it was all right. It was good. There will be a 6, which in turn became like a bit of a discussion on my personal Facebook where some people were saying that, no, this is the last one. Michael Bay isn't doing another one. And I, and I responded with, I never said anything about him doing another film. I just said there's going to be a sixth movie because of how they left it open. So, and then right after that, I went and I got a copy of Power Rangers and I watched it. It's all right. The best way I could describe the new Power Rangers film is this. If you ever played Devil May Cry 1, 2, 3, and 4... And then you decide to play the new Devil May Cry. It's kind of like that. And I think from the best way I described it, I think Mako-chan is going to avoid the new Power Ranger film at all costs now. I had no desire to see the new one anyway. I look at it this way. I spent no money to, um, to, to see it, so yeah. What do you want for nothing, then, huh? True. But sometimes you see, there are stuff you see for free, and you actually and it's actually really, really good, you know? But anywho, let's get, let's get the show on the road. Um, now, we've talked about this in prior episodes, about weapons and props and the rules behind, you know, rules at conventions. So... There's a couple of changes that's coming down the pipe in regards to weapons at Denver Comic Con and Anime Expo. So let's cover Denver Comic Con real quick. It seems that Denver Comic Con, a convention that, pr that prides itself in being family friendly. Now you all already know how I feel about conventions that call themselves family friendly. That that's that's a tangent that'll that can easily be spun off into another in its own little podcast. They're going into their sixth year, and they have PG cosplay rules. And these, and this is coming up because, if you remember when we talked about what happened at, at, at Phoenix Comic Con, where they arrested a guy who came to, who actually came to kill uh, Jason David Frank, and which some people are arguing that he is not one, that person is not one of us, he's not one of our fans. As correct as that kid was, he kind of sort of is, so we got to take care of our own to a certain extent. So, and what's been happening since that some conventions have increased security and bag checks at conventions, which, it, it, it's going to happen, you know. So, what's going to happen now is... They're going to make some changes in the policy in regards to cosplays and weapons and so forth. As per, uh, let's see, who's the person that said this real quick? Sam Fuqua. He says that every fall after the dust settles, we review our security top to bottom and talk about what we want to introduce to enhance everybody's safety. He's also the executive director of the Pop Culture Classroom, the nonprofit arm that runs uh, Denver Comic Con. 
two big things are new in our revised policy on cosplay props, which we announced last fall, which basically bans any realistic-looking guns and bad checks, which I've already seen some of the backlash from. People were bitching about that, and I'm like, there are other conventions that do this, too. I mean... There are some conventions where you're not allowed to have props based off made out of certain materials and cosplayers complained and I'm like, well, if it can only be made out of foam and cardboard, step your game up. Can you make it look just as realistic or something like that? So, as Fuqua says, he wants to make sure that these new measures come in will have a minimal impact on attendees' experience. The only thing more important than the happiness of our attendees is their safety, but we work to make sure that our security measures aren't an inconvenience. Denver Police and the DCC's private security firm, the 5280 Group, have advised Fuqua against sharing details of the event's security plan, including the number of officers on site, but the ban on prop weapons is nothing new. This was at first announced back in October, which is similar to changes that other conventions have done, such as New York Comic Con and Florida Supercon. Fuqua says the change in policy isn't because we think our cosplayers are prone to violence, it's because it's a hall full of prop firearms making it difficult to discern threats from targets in the event of an actual shooting. The, the complete revised rules are on Pop Culture Classroom's site at popcultureclassroom.org. But the thing is, this is not limited to foam swords, double-barrel alien blasting laser cannons as well. In an attempt to be family-friendly and avoid sexual harassment, mostly of women by men, DCC is also emphasizing a keep it a PG policy in cosplay. Regardless of gender identification, exhibitors and guests are encouraged to wear sports-like bra coverage on top with leotard coverage on bottom. So, no butt cheeks, no thongs, I mean, or plumber's butts, no bare chest, singlets, or vampirella-type costumes. Wow. Again, I can understand why cosplayers are kind of annoyed by this, but if you don't like it, you ain't gotta go. Of course, some of the people who are you know screaming that they're not gonna go anymore are gonna go next year anyway. Yeah. Every time something happens at a con and people bitch they're not going to go, nine times out of ten, that people that bitch they're not going to go, they are going to go because their friends are going or they got a guest they want to see or they actually realize, you know, they just sit there out of anger and they're going to go anyway. DCC's longtime mission of diversity and inclusiveness has also featured a message of cosplay is not consent. That's significant given both the scope of the convention of Denver Comic Con, which has about one million square feet of the convention center this year, which I believe is actually this weekend. We know it's disappointing to some, but we've been tracking on our social media and most of our fans who have weighed in have been, been supportive. We really try to promote a mission of unity that we can all come into a safe space and be with other people who like what we like. You can still create and wear a great costume that reflects a character that resonates with you, and you can still come and have a great time. You just need to leave any realistic looking prop weapons at home. Okay. I honestly feel it's fair. I mean... There are, there are characters out there that use weapons, but you could probably tunicize or fantasize the prop, the weapons, and make it look fake and so forth, you know. 
I, like, again, I, I don't see a problem with that, and that's how it's going to be, and if cosplayers are going to bitch about that, they ain't got to go. There's always other conventions they can go to where the weapon rules are more lax, so they, so there you have it with that. Now, over on the, on the AX side of things, now... A part of me feels that this is not fully accurate because of the email that came in. And this story is from, from uh, BleedingCool.com. It's saying that LAPD is forcing AX to ban all cosplay weapon sales on show floor. Pretty much what had happened was an, an Anime Expo exhibitor got an email that said that due to a recent mandate from LAPD we can no longer allow the sales fulfillment of weapons of any kind on the Anime Expo show floor at the LA Convention Center. We appreciate your understanding and participation in order to provide a safe environment for everyone. Please feel free to contact me, Marella Lay, or Alita Roberts with any questions. Thank you, Susan. And further down it says Susan Selly, IRL Events. It sounds like they haven't really worked out what they fully like the uh, new policies they want to put in their uh, pol mm -hmm. their uh, rules. Yeah, but there was an update since this article came out. The article was updated to clarify that it was technically weapon sales fulfillment, not sales themselves, that are banned from the show. Hmm. Which kind of confuses me. I mean, I. I guess what it's saying is, I don't know, Mako Chan, what the hell are they saying? I don't know, because if it's fulfillment and not sales, isn't a finalized sale of fulfillment? That's what I'm saying. Unless it's like they have the weapons on display, they can't sell these weapons, they can take orders and ship it to the or something like that but that kind of means fulfillment and I understand people don't are some people are happy that that they're not selling weapons some people aren't I look at it this way a convention is one of the few places where you can buy a replica weapon of your of a favorite character some people will buy wooden weapons or whatever to accent their cosplay if they left their weapon at home or they know that that particular dealer is going to have that. And I and I was expecting that these weapons, like the blades would be dull and you're not going to really do damage and actually you can. And also, honestly, you do got some dumb people out there that will buy these weapons and be like, hur, 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 I'm a ninja, swing, swing, swing. Oops, cut their finger, dumbass. Or hurt somebody else doing it. Yeah. Now, I look at it this way. I mean, generally these weapon dealers, they take four, four tables, which is like four booths or two booths, depending on how it's broken down. You can always get two to four more dealers in there to take those spots. So it's not that, ba it's not that big of an issue. I mean, my understanding, when you buy a weapon from, from the dealer's hall, you're getting it in the actual box, and it's taped up. And it says in the guidebooks, the program books that you get, that 
you're not allowed to swing these weapons around you're not allowed to take these weapons out of the box you are to take the wep the, the item and take it directly to your room to your car off the premises so yeah i've never seen a convention that has handed it over and let people just play around with it exactly. it's either that it's held behind the booth until the end of the day at which then they could come and pick it up and bring it to their room or you had to immediately leave with the item and take it out of the convention hall mm -hmm. i've never seen a convention that said oh yeah you can just keep it around with you no problem yeah. So, I don't get it. And let me tell you something. I mean, I, I, I should say I get it, but at the same time, I, I don't get it. You understand the logic behind it, but you don't understand. You just don't. It doesn't mesh right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's... I don't know. It, it's just... it's It's been there, done that. It's old hat. This should be shit that has already been done and discussed and figured out. Mm hmm But sometimes you got to change. It's like I said, you know, you know, there is a saying the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I don't say that. I say the names have been changed to protect the stupid. Pretty much the rules are being changed to protect the stupid. Because out of five people, four people have common sense. That fifth person does not. And that fifth person causes the problem for everybody. Well, I got friends that are going to AX. I got friends that are going to DCC. Hopefully I will hear back from them and see how it was. So, anywho. On to bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. Always. Okay, so we will talk about Food Wars. Yeah, so first up with Food Wars is they have announced Season 3. Yay! Uh, it, was uh, it was announced in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine that the anime will be getting the third season premiering this fall. It will be called uh, Food Wars The Third Plate. Who didn't see that one coming? And it's basically going to be the battle against the Council of Ten. So, yeah. So, uh, basically, they're all coming around. Um, and then, obviously, uh, there's going to be the big fight against the Ten, and we'll see how that ends, and where things go, and dear god, I can't wait. Um, so the manga, the manga series that will be uh, coming out with the OAD, which is the original anime DVD, uh, that will be shipping July 4th. Uh, so some of the members of the Council of Ten will be seen for the first time in this little anime short. Obviously, people will leak it online and post pictures and all of that fun stuff. So if you can't get a copy of this manga to get the DVD, um, don't fret because, you know, people will have your back. Uh, 
no news on whether or not it's going to be 26 episodes, or I should say 24 episodes like the first season, or 13 episodes like the second season. I'm hoping it's closer to the 24 instead of the 13, because it's a damn good series. On top of all of that, the English dub for Food Wars is being done by Sentai Filmworks. And they announced on Friday that the English dub will premiere at Anime Expo. Um, So attendees will be able to see a screening of the episodes and receive an exclusive poster. Um, no saying on when it will actually be fully released, uh, just that it is going to be, um, finally premiered on, uh, yeah, at the convention. Um, the convention is officially running between July 1st and July 4th, but it will formally include a preview night on June 30th, which Mm. is Friday. Yeah, so many people going down for that, you know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing the English dub of this, um, only because just how cracked out it is, it should be a good English dub. I have not- Because usually, usually the cracked out animes, they do pretty good with the dubbing because it's not serious. I have not so. watched They don't take itself really seriously. Like- yeah. I, I haven't watched a dub of this. Maybe I should. You mean the subtitles? Because the dub isn't out yet. Oh. I've watched the sub... I've already watched the subtitle. I yeah, that's were... what's premiering this weekend, is, the, is the dub. No, I, thought, I, thought there was a, I thought they dubbed the first season. Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. I think it's the first season that's being fully done. Okay. I I thought it was a sneak peek of the third... Like they, they. Well, I'm just saying, since the third season's ready to go, I figured. Well, here's the first episode of the third season. Here you go. You know. No, 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 no. This is the English dub of okay. the first season. Right. See, this reminds me of the one time I went to Anime Next back in 2002, and Tiffany Grant was there, and she had, uh, she did the premiere of. Angelic Layer, the first dubbed episode, and I had a lot of hesitations with that because I believe I had watched the first few episodes fan subbed, and I watched a dub of it, and I was like, "It's good. I really liked it." So that's that's one of the few animes I have no problems watching subbed and dubbed. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends. Uh, again, this isn't a very serious anime. It's mm-hmm. not something that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. Like, I I was disappointed with, say, Penny and Stocking. No, Penny and Stocking was amazing. I love that. They I was disappointed full- only because I think Stocking's dubbed voice should have been a higher pitch. Mm. Um, only because that's what it was in Japanese. She's supposed to be a cutesy, you know, even if she is kind of gothic, she's supposed to be cutesy. So I was going more for, you know, a cutesy sounding voice. Uh, but yeah, that's just me. So, I mean, other than that, you know, tone of voice, 
uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what has been done. What do you think the voices are going to be like? I don't know. Um, I don't follow uh, the dub uh, area for Sensei Filmworks. Um, so I don't even know who they would have working with them to have an idea of who would be dubbing and the sound of their voices. Mm. Okay. Uh, um, is the next one mine? Yep. If you the look, next two are yours. If you look at the notes. <clears throat> I just want, because there was two Food Wars uh, articles back to back. Yeah, I, I did, I mean... I like to alternate, but if but if I'm starting to do like back to back, giving them how it is, everyone's gonna do at least one back to back. That's fine. Yeah. The official website for the television anime of Tomo Takeuchi's Welcome to the Ballroom manga on Friday that the anime will stream only on Amazon Prime Video inside and outside of Japan. <clears throat> In Japan, the first episode will premiere on Amazon Prime Video on July 7th at midnight, effectively July 8th. A full day before the anime premieres on NBS on July 8th at 26.08. Effectively, Sunday, July 9th at 2.08 a.m. Kind of a strange time even for that, but okay. Subsequent episodes will be available on Amazon Prime Video immediately after they air on NBS. An anime expo will host the anime's world premiere on L.A. on July 2nd. <clears throat> the show's main class includes... <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Shimitsu Tsuchiya's Tatara Fujita, Ayane Sakura Shizuku Hanaoka, Nobuhiko Okamoto as Kiyoharu Hiyoto, Toshiyuki Morikawa as, Kana, as Kananame Sengoku, Kana, <clears throat> Kentaro Tamita as Gaju Akagi, Sumire Moroshi as Mako Akagi, <clears throat> and Mamiko Noto as Tamiki Tamaki Tsubuyara. <clears throat> Kodahashi Comics is publishing a manga series in North America and describes the story as such. Feckless high school student Tatara Fujita wants to be good at something, anything. Unfortunately, he's about as average as a slouchy teen can be. The local bullies know this and make it a habit to hit him up for cash, but all it changes when the debonair Kana- Kaname Sengoku sends him packing. Sengoku is not the neighborhood watch, though. He's a professional ballroom dancer. And once Fujita gets pulled into the world of the ballroom, his life will never be the same. Uh, Pigtails director Yoshimi Itatsu is directing a series at production IG. Kenichi Sumitizu, who knew it, the K, Tokenrambu, Isobi Isobe Monogatari, Ukiwa Watsuriyo, stage plays, is handling a series composition. Yuki Hayashi, My Hero Academia, Death Parade, and Robotics Notes is comp- composing the music. And Takahiro Kishida for Haikyuu, Puella Magimatica Magica is the character designer. Rock band Union Square Garden is performing the opening song 10% Roll, 10% Romance, and an insert tongs called Teto Tetsubi Yona Yona Drive, through and through, night after night, drive. Uh, Mikako Komatsu is performing the ending theme song, Maybe the Next Waltz. So, huh. ballroom dancing, a very like, unusual topic for an anime, or sorry, subject for an anime, but 
Could work. It's much anticipated. People are very, very excited about this one. I might have to check it out. It sounds fun. Still, just imagine, like, power and energy flowing around people as they fucking dance. (laughs) Anyway, uh, next we have... The Anime Network announced on Thursday that its Anime Network online streaming service will shut down on August 20th at 12.59 a.m. or August 19th at 11.59 Central Time. ANO transferred its assets to the new, new streaming device and service High Dive, which launched a beta version on Tuesday. Yearly ANO subscribers can receive a, a subscription credit at High Dive. Hydive currently offers an ad-supported free membership, but English dubs, exclusive titles, uncensored content, subtitles, style options, and HD video are only available for subscribers. Membership will cost $3.99 per month for a limited time as an introductory price, and a seven-day free trial is available. Subscribers can add up to two simultaneous streams for a dollar each. The Anime Network website will continue to support the company's cable, television, and subscription video-on-demand services. Hmm. I think I'll give High Dive a try at one point because, you know, if it's if it's going to be three ninety nine a month for as long as it says it's going to be, see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's my thing. I totally forgot that Anime Network had an online streaming service. I totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, me too. You know, and the link tells you a bunch of a uh, a long list of exclusive titles. A bunch of covert animation stuff. Uh, uh, Demon of the Fleeting Blossom. Any of you guys ever heard of that? Uh, Persona 40 animations on there. I've heard of that one. Strawberry, Marshmallow. A whole bunch of other stuff. I'll put a link to it in the chat. Yeah, I, yeah the, I'm looking at the website... The... That's the introductory price. I guarantee you, after that introductory price, it's going to be like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine a month or something like that. But it does have free, like free and free stuff to watch. Was probably full of ads, which is a given. I mean, now you have all these anime streaming sites. I expect the prices to start being reasonable. You know? Yeah, just a little bit. Mhm. Mako. Yes. What? It's your turn! Oh. Okie dokie. Um, so, Classic Anime is uh, getting more makeup. Uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth is getting a cosmetic line with sword and gauntlet items. The Sword of Rouge, uh, which sounds like a fantasy weapon, is actually part of a makeup collection inspired by the Clamp Hit. Uh, let's see. Trying to get down to what actually is in this. Um, okay. So, the distinctive sword carried by, uh, Hikaru serves as the motif for an equally unique rouge applicator, rouge being lipstick, uh, grip the hilt, remove the blade portion, and underneath is a... Oh, it's blush. It's a... Uh, sorry, it's a uh, cream blush. Um, it looks like lipstick, my bad. Uh, so yeah, so remove the blade, and underneath is a stick of blush. 
And I'm sorry, that really does look like lipstick. Yeah, it does kind of. Anyway, so um, it's made with rosehip oil, strawberry seed oil, and collagen peptide. It moisturizes and protects the skin while adding color to your cheeks. There's also a face powder compact modeled after uh, Hikaru's gauntlet, um, which is very pretty. It's about um, 2.8 inches across. Flip the lid up reveals a bed of face power, a sponge puff, and a mirror. uh, So that you can confirm everything is neatly applied, even if you don't have any fellow adventure companions or lovable mascot creatures around to check for you. So, the blush is going to be about $27. And uh, the face powder is going to be about, looking at this, about $39-ish. I'm not not really well-versed in makeup prices. Is that expensive? Um, depending on... Like, if it's brand name makeup, uh, it's a little on the expensive side, uh, but considering it's also kind of propish, not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that you're mostly paying for the uh, plastic containers that it comes in. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like the Sailor Moon stuff, it's an okay kind of makeup. You're paying for the branding. Yeah, I mean, I occasionally drop like three four maybe five bucks on an eyeliner pencil but i only use that for exactly one cosplay so think of it more like you know when you're going shopping for stuff like look at this like when you're going shopping for like food stuff you can always buy the cheap stuff or you can get the good quality name brand stuff you see it's like that yeah i mean the sailor moon compact about the same size is 37 dollars so it's not at all off price for what it actually is. Makeup wise, yes. If you're spending, you know, forty dollars on face powder, that that's that's. I mean, that's you do you, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I remember when I first shared this. Um people kind of lost their shit like they want this and it's like okay then yeah. which is understandable they, they probably have better stuff anyway they just want the little propped swords that they come like little props that they come in I don't know but then again it seems like a lot of the old school stuff is making a comeback so so moving right along Oh, excuse me. Now, here's something. A Japanese animator was ordered to pay 900,000 yen before before quitting. What? Yes. Are you sure we're not in the strange use from Japan part? No. 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 Although, that's where I did get the uh, stuff. Lord. (laughs) Well, you do understand. I mean, we've talked about it before, how animators are paid next to nil. And they're kind of, it's kind of drilled into you're doing this for exposure and... (laughs) Down, boy! 
down. Don't say the E word. Down. Relax. Relax. We're good. We're good. We're good. So, there is an animator on Twitter who goes by the, the username Nor Noryojin. N O R Y O G I N. He worked for. This person worked for a Japanese animation company. Well, they were public, but now they're private. Now, it was seems that he harbored a lot of resent, some resentment towards his manager, who prioritized anime quantity over quality. And we've seen it with some anime titles, you know, you bitch and moan by by why it looks so bad, and you understand well, the budgets were cut, so you gotta get you gotta work with what you got. Also, motivation was at an all-time low, and the anime felt more like a tool than anything else. And he had tweeted saying that when he quits, when he quits this company, his six team members said that they'll come with him. If it comes down to that, just leave it to me. Now, Noryojin was a dependable senior, patiently training four new employees when they were entered into the company. Right, right. As a trusty senpai, he also brought the animation staff out to a well-earned yaki, yakiniku buffet, though as they worked hard throughout Golden Week. He tweets, I finished up my work today and told my big boss that I'll be quitting. We went for a meal and he told me to confide in him should I have any problems. Our big boss is actually the famous Tetsuya Nishio, who oversaw the character designs of the Naruto anime. He's a legend. Right after Noryojin handed in his resignation letter, saying that he would be taking his works with him. He tweets that, I told the company I'd be taking my works with me and they asked me to pay a training fee. I coughed up 900,000 yen, which is a little bit over, a little bit over eight grand. I'll treat it as a compensation fee, but I don't want to have anything to do with this company anymore. I'll just earn back the money. When a, when a firm sees it fit to charge its employees enormous sums under the pretext of education or training, it speaks volumes of the company's stance on employee welfare. Instead of filing a lawsuit against the company like many would, though, sadly, Noryojin saw no other choice but to cough up the money in exchange for his freedom, but he seemed to regret that later. I felt, the I felt it was strange for me to pay money to the company, but I thought it would be an eye-opener for my juniors. The intimidating pressure from the higher-ups made me unable to speak up. More than that, it was a shame that no one left the company with me. That got to me more than the, than the money did, which I get. If we're all, if, if you're going to have somebody's back and you just stay behind, that is kind of fucked up. But on the same token, if you don't have another job lined up, it's understandable why you stayed. Other people who responded back to his comments on Twitter said things along the lines of, I don't understand why he had to pay up. He paid 900,000 yen. That's literally amounts to extortion. I think it's the same wherever you go. None of his juniors wanted to leave with him. That's really a shame. While it's unclear exactly what the money was paid for and if it was legitimate or not, it certainly smells fishy. If a company ever demanded that I that you pay a huge sum of money for training when I, when you wanted to quit, you bet you can bet that there'd be a revenge bento box in the mail with their name on it the very next day. Wow. Yeah, it's several different kinds of fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like those places where they train you to sell stuff and you don't want to do it, you have to pay back their fees and shit, even though those fees are quote-unquote 
it's free train, but it's still deducted from your salary and all that dumb shit, you know. But it it is what it is. So, if something like that happened in this country, it'll take about five minutes for it to be on social media, and another ten for the company to just get fucking dragged. Well, this I wouldn't be too surprised if this has actually happened already. But you know, it, it, you know, it, it gets kind of icky at best. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase handicap. Anywho, Ari, why don't you tell us about this Dragon Ball run? Okay, um, this should be welcome news for Dragon Ball fans looking for some healthy fun because <clears throat> Japanese anime production Toei recently announced that the very first Dragon Ball fun run will be held on two locations this year in September. It'll take place at Chiba. At Chiba's Makohari Kaihin Park near Tokyo on September 10th, and Aichi Rinku Beach near Nagoya on September 23rd. Participants will be running in a, a roughly three-kilometer course, which is just about two miles, and receive a special T-shirt based on Goku's trademark orange gi. Hmm. Uh, the event will include opportunities such as simulated augmented reality pictures with DBZ characters, Dragon Ball characters, as well as promotional activities in which participants can collect the seven Dragon Balls to receive a special limited edition gift item. And add further at the festivities further, there will also be Dragon Ball voice actors and singers present at the event, so this should be plenty of fun for Dragon Ball fans of all ages, both kids and adults. Cool. Tickets will start uh, 6,800 yen, about 61 bucks, and 3,800 yen for kids, about 34 bucks. And the special parent-children tickets will be 9,800 yen. Uh, the run event organizers announced they were hoping to bring the event to other cities in Japan as well as overseas locations. So if you're a fan, you may want to stay tuned as the Dragon Ball run might come, you know, closer to us. I would that would be kind of cool, you know, to see a lot of these marathon events like have a theme like that. That would be pretty cool. It wouldn't be like fitting unless there was some Goku, some guy dressed up as Goku, like run behind, like run alongside him, like firing everyone up to keep going. Probably because the actual Goku would want you to keep going like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I am going to go ahead and open, set up the Skype line because. I totally forgot to turn the damn computer on for that, and it's booting up, and it should take about a minute, because normally I set the Skype computer on my desk, but the way things are laid out, I have to move it over to the printer, but I have two 3D, uh, no, I have two VR, two VR helmets on top of the printer. Yeah, I went out, I got the, um, that, the quote-unquote Google Cardboard, because somebody... There was some company selling the cardboard one for a dollar on Amazon, so I bought it. It was cool, so I went out and invested money into a pretty decent VR helmet. I only paid five bucks. Pretty good. Kind of want to get a Bluetooth um, controller for it, but eh. I don't really see a lot of games for it, because I don't see like the games I would want to play that are compatible for VR, so... Eh, it is what it is. 
Now we got that out the way. Are you serious? Come on. Okay. I was watching Transformers on this thing and the movie popped right up. Whoops. Alright. Let me go ahead and open up the Skype line. And it's open in three, two, one. There we go. Come on, connect. Connect like the good little machine that you are. Yes, our Skype line is now. Now. Come on. Connect like a good little machine. You can do it. I don't think the Skype network wants to uh, do this knowing what's going to come next. <laughs> Maybe, but it's also my, partially my fault because I totally forgot to bring to bring it online like 15 minutes prior. Don't. Yeah. Well, it's on the network, so it just needs a little bit of time. I've never seen it take this long, though. Alright. It was trying to pull an update. Don't do that. So, our Skype line is now open. So, if you have any questions about tonight's broadcast, or if you have any questions for us, uh, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. Due to time constraint, all calls are cut to two minutes, but depending on how time and the topic is, we may go a little bit longer. While we have calls going in, we're going to go into strange news from Japan. So if anything does come in, we'll briefly halt the story or hold that call until we get to that. Let's see, what did Mako-chan get? These are kind of interesting. So who's going in what order? I think, well, since you asked, pick the one that you want to do. All your numbers. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll go with the last one. Why not? Okay. I'll take the first one. Assault and cork hunting. The fuck? It seems that three Tokyo youths were arrested for cork hunting. And people want to know what the hell it is. Seems uh, last week it was announced that three teens were arrested for the robbery and assault of a 20-year-old man. The victim was on a moped with a, when a cigarette was put out on his face and his bike and helmet were stolen from Jesus. him. Yep. Police said the two to three suspects that were 17 and 18 confessed to the crimes, while the remaining 17-year-old girl had denied some charges claiming, I was just borrowing the bike. All three reside in Arachi Ward of Tokyo. Police say that the group were engaging in cork hunting, which caused the room to fill with sounds of single eyebrows raising. Sort of like, you know, when the people's eyebrow goes up. They went on to explain that cork hunting is a practice among young Japanese bikers, better known as bosozokus, to steal the helmets of rival gang members. Motorcycle helmets that, which use cork as a shock absorber are said to be preferred among the bosozokus. So presumably anyone wearing one is suspected to be in another gang, they're generally targeted. Cork helmets tend to have a unique design to them that somewhat resembles a baseball cap, so they're rather unlikely to be worn by casual riders. If this is your first time hearing about it, don't feel bad. You're not alone, as other people commented about the unawareness of cork hunting. 
When I read the headline, I didn't understand it. After reading the whole story, I still don't understand it. I heard the word a long time ago, but this is the first time I knew what it meant. I used to think cork was valuable or something. That's scary. There should be a warning label on cork helmets. They live by a different set of rules than Adachi. We should keep these specimens in a zoo and study their behavior to learn more. Cork hunting? It's stupid trivial stuff like this against Adachi, it's bad name, and people say it's the least safe of the 23 wards of Tokyo. In defense of Adachi, which has taken a fair bit of heat for this cork hunting escapade, a 2015 study found that it only had the fourth highest number of reported crimes, and when that measure per capita ranks plummeted to the 13th, putting them on the safe side of Tokyo statistically. That being said, even though they're the most dangerous ward in what seemed to be the safest major city in the world, it only ranked Adachi somewhere between Riverdale from the Archie Comics and the Mushroom Kingdom. Well now. What seems to be an Eastern Jap Japan thing. Out, oh wait, skip the part, my bad. Furthermore, previous cork hunting arrests have been taking place in other places such as the Toshima Ward in 2016, Oda Ward in 2013, and Odawara City, Kanagawa Prefecture in 2001. But it definitely seems to be an Eastern Japan thing though. It's out in Kansai, the ruffians, the ones who were trapped in the 80s, at least, usually attack each other's puffy pants and what's called bonton hunting. Well now. They're on a different level over there, aren't they? I would assume so. Bike games are serious businesses. Anywho, moving along. Oh, that means it's me. Yeah, you. So, if you are looking to head to Japan anytime soon, you have a chance at a job at a maid cafe. Uh, the new maid cafe is called Sugoi Kwai, and it is hiring foreigners. Uh, tagline is, of the gaijin, by the gaijin, for the gaijin. So, uh, yeah, so Sugoi Kwai, which translates to super cute, is a new maid cafe set to open in late June where it aims to stand out from a bevy of competing establishments with its unique selling point, foreign maids. According to the company behind the idea, the new cafe is designed to help spread the culture of moe throughout the world. A concept not easily explained in words, moe refers to the strong feelings of affection that fans feel for cute and endearing characters in manga, anime, and video games. Uh, most made cafes like this one serve up refreshments and light meals uh, with a side of moe by using cute phrases with customers and engaging them in fun, simple games. However, given that local staff at the cafes usually use Japanese to speak with customers, regardless of whether a customer can understand Japanese, the company believes it can be difficult for visitors to fully appreciate moe culture. So this is going to be a... Uh, I guess 
for an English speaking uh, cafe. Um, the official language at the cafe will be English. The company aims to hire people who can speak different languages as well. Current staff hail from countries like France, Germany, Taiwan, uh, China, Brazil, Indonesia, Italy, and the U.S. Um, so if getting paid to serve customers in a maid outfit sounds like your dream job, then you'll be happy to know the cafe is currently hiring. They're looking for multinational gaijin maids aged between 16 and 29 who are available to work a shift of four hours or more between the hours of 6 and 11 p.m. on two to four days a week. Uh, the hourly wage is eight ninety five, dollars which is higher than our minimum wage here. Um, but you'll only get about $8.50-ish uh, during your training period, which is, again, higher than minimum wage here. Whoops. Um, that's actually on par with majority of part-time jobs in Japan. There is an English website uh, located at kawaii-akiba.jp for application details, uh, which asks for a photo bust, waist, hip measurements, and height and weight details for each applicant. Um, while it's not mentioned in the job description, if you happen to have experience at one of the maid cafes in Russia or the U.S., it's sure to put you at an advantage. Well, now, see... Tip 80 or over the age requirement, Mako, you'd be perfect for this. Ah, hell no. No, she, no, she, Mako. That, that's, that, that's Ichigo's thing. Yeah. But Mako, if Mako was to do it, she'd be wearing like the traditional Victorian type maid outfit and she'd have a Bokudo right behind her. Oh, hell yes. See? I also imagine she'll deal with unruly customers by headbutting them. No, she would take the Bokudo and smack them senseless with it. Mm hmm. I'm thinking more of a large paper fan, though. Yeah. That's I've always like been. What you snack Rama with? Yeah, I, I've always been partial to the paper fans. Okay, you and Ichigo gotta do a yin and yang made cosplay, you know? <laughs> I, I, okay. Ichigo's perky and fun. Mako's surly and Mo surly, yeah. moody, and bitchy, which is her norm, right? I'll take that as a yes. Hey, if somebody wants to make an outfit for me, go right ahead. Now, what's interesting is that at the bottom of the article, it talks about a couple of other maid cafes. And I clicked on the one about the maid cafe I used to be here in New York. Yeah, that, that article is about three years old. Um, and what's interesting is that if you look at the bottom, there's... It points to a YouTube video that says, View more of Maid Cafe New York here. And the name of the video is called Anime Fetish Cafe. Yeah. And if you click on the website, the link for it, it redirects you to a German Maid Cafe. Well, now. I, I, I find that quite amusing, truthfully. Yeah, well, I just find it amusing that they have a maid from France. 
And she's not wearing a typical French maid uniform? Well, I figured she wouldn't be wearing a French maid uniform, but you know there are going to be horrible jokes. Mm. I guess. I'm kind of surprised that there's two from Italy and two from Germany at a cafe that will be mostly English speaking. There's only one from the US. <laughs> or at least one English speech. English speaking one. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Like, I kind of want to just go and listen to the accents because I love accents. Like, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> well, then, now that we got that out of our system, Ari. Okay. Japanese fragrance ma maker now offers the scent of a sumatori. Um, <clears throat> if you've ever wanted the smell as elegant as a sumo wrestler, this is the fragrance for you. We've seen some bizarre scents turned into perfume, and su such as the scent of a cat's forehead and the bath towel of a woman straight out of what? Uh, Japan is quite an interesting place. Uh, I guess. Hang on. I need a second after that one. <clears throat> and we think we found another one that deserves mention. Japanese fragrance maker Luz will be adding three new scents to their line of J scent perfumes. And one of them promises to be particularly unique as it's marketed as the scent of a sumo wrestler. <clears throat> the J scent line of perfumes currently includes six Japanese themed fragrances, namely Hoji. Hojicha, roasted tea, agarwood, wasanban sugar, flower viewing sake, paper soap, that kind of thing, and hyd and hydrangea. Now they'll be adding three new scents: sumo wrestler, ranmune soda, and yuzu citrus. The sumatori fragrance is apparently based on the smell of the hair oil used to create the unique hairstyles of sumo wrestlers known as the maget. Or the uh, top knots that they wear, and contains a scent of eucalyptus, anise, violet, heliotrope, musk, patchouli, and sandalwood. It's supposed to be a soothing, come scent, someone like incense. Uh, the other two scents are ranmune, Ron a traditional sweet Japanese soda made with lemon, aldehyde, mint, rose, lily of the valley, magnolia, musk, and vanilla. And yuzu citrus, a combination of bergamot, orange, yuzu, and thyme. All, th all new, all these new scents will be available through JSense websites from from July third at a price of thirty five hundred yen, about thirty one bucks for a fifty milliliter bottle, like less than two ounces. If you're in the Osaka area, the entire lineup of JSense fragrances, including including the three new three new ones, will be also available at the Umeda Tsui. Umenesutaya Shodan Shop, located in Luku 1100 Shopping Center from June 30th to July 14th. And for the first two days of the period between 12 and 8, they'll have a special in-store campaign where you can actually smell and try on all nine cents. 
Well, at least they were very specific in what part of the sumo wrestler the oil is going to smell like. Uh, yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. I don't think sumo taint would be very attractive. Yeah. I was leaving it at that. Yeah. In the list of your works. Okay. Um, shall we move on? Yeah, I think that last article kind of just kind of killed the mood. Just a little bit. Yeah. Thank you, Mako-chan. Mm-hmm. Do you feel better knowing that you broke the mood like that? I always enjoy breaking things. And fire. Fire in the disco? Fire in the Taco Bell? No, just fire itself. Uh... Fire's fun. All right, you little pyro. Fire, fire, fire. All right, we're going to toss this little pyromaniac into a pool full of plain water. And we're going to take a break and come back and wrap things up. <laughs>
So let's just enjoy that. So if you mm -hmm. like, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then in turn, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if what we're telling you what we like and don't like, we're just telling you straight up. But if you want a biased opinion, starting price is ten thousand dollars per podcaster. Simple as that. We all got bills to pay. So if you have any questions for us, suggestions, ideas, planes, trains, automobiles, all that good stuff. You can drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post our podcast, convention reviews, convention photos, uh, convention videos, editorials, cosplay tips and tutorials, anime reviews, and all that cool stuff. Definitely check those out at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you are not able to access our website for our podcast, you can find us on these other aggregation sites such as Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. And if some, some of these sites usually you can leave a review, and we kind of ask, leave a kind review and five star if you can. We really appreciate that. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos. Uh, be note, um, one of the videos we had up there, the AAC 2014 Masquerade video, has been pulled due to um, issues, uh, copyright infringement. I am in the process of working on that and getting that video restored. We'll see what happens. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash session. That's where we let you know when we're going live, what conventions we're going to, when articles are going up, and other cool stuff you want to be in the know for. And also on Facebook, facebook.com slash session, where we post all of our links to our stuff and our videos, our photos, everything. You definitely want to check us out there. And to everybody on our social media sites, thank you so much for your love and support. We're going to keep at it. As long as you continue to like the uh, page, we're going to bring you more content. And like I said, we're here on the VOD Network twice a week, live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m., Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, but don't forget, we're the only, not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. There's the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, and Game Buoy. And you can find older episodes of Hooked on Bond as well. So we're going to go around the room... Last words, Mako-chan. Mako-chan. Mako? I think she might have muted herself by accident. I'm still here. Tired? Hmm? Tired? Yes and no. Alright. 
I'm just not looking forward to working tomorrow on my day off, but at least I have the full weekend off. And I'm looking forward to the show next week. Because yay, holiday specials. Last words, Ari. There was a trailer for a new Jackie Chan film that came out a couple hours ago. I'm hyped for it. My last words. I'm going to edit. I'm going to play around with my computer and kind of tweak some stuff. That is it. End of list. We'll see you next week with our American Made special. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Cool. We're out of here. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!